stand up for what you believe in, but also be capable of be, being able to take some shit in too. You know what I mean? Because you can't just dish it out and not take it back. Yo, this is the Lonely Stoner Podcast. I come to you in the house today. It's your boy TJ, and I got my boy Javier under the roof with me. Yo, what's up? And also, I got I got our dogs Shiloh and Georgie in the background. Woof. <laughs> now they want to be quiet. Ain't that bad a bitch? Oh, there we go. All right. All right, we're coming in hot. How you doing today, Javi? Doing good, you know. It's 4th of July. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy 4th of July, y'all. The day of our independence. Feeling very patriotic today. You know. Red, white, and blue. You know. A lot of people... A lot of people kind of have a lot of skepticism with the history of 4th of July just for the simple fact that there's a lot of controversy going on within our government. And... Uh, I mean, that's just due to the fact, I mean, we could talk about the elephant in the room, it being the Roe versus Wade situation, our decision, our, well, I shouldn't say decision, but the overturning. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are, a lot of people are uh, in, in uproar about that, and they feel that this Independence Day is just less meaningful. How do you feel about that, bro? Uh, well, How do you feel about Independence Day as a whole, bro? Well, as a Mexican-American... I feel like, you know, it's a good time to come out, you know, cook some burgers. Yeah. Feel very American. Yeah. You know, just uh, celebrate the fact that, you know, we're living in a country that, you know, we're free. You know, we're able to say what we want, you know, do what we want, live how we want. For the most part. For the most part. There's an asterisk on that, on all of that. Yeah. Like... But that just goes to the society as far as, like, not the American people, but I guess I guess it is the American people, but how they think is, like, you got to realize, like, it's not the government's fault, you know. Well, kind of might, might be. It is. Yeah. But we're the ones that, ele- I, I get where you're going, we're the ones that elect our government. Yeah, you know, in some sense, we're... We should be held accountable for who we vote for, what we read, who we follow, because in the end of the day, it's our decision, and we're the ones who elect the people that that governs the place, you know? Yeah. So if you have a problem with the government, then you should probably have a problem with your neighbor, yourself, you know, your teacher, the people you're around, because if we're not really, you know, aware of the laws being passed and who's in office and shit like that, then, you know, they're going to be passing laws to whatever benefits them and the people that they're around, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that law that they passed about the abortions being banned, like, it's kind of fucked up, if you ask me. It is. I, I think it's fucked up. And, I've heard 
few takes from it. I've heard one person tell me, uh, one older, one older person tell me, you know, it's not that it's not really banned. It's just banned federally. Hmm. And with that being said, okay, when I hear that, it kind of means to me, okay, so you're saying abortion is being treated the same way marijuana is, pretty much on a state level. So you're leaving it up to the states to decide. Okay, now, what happens when, I don't know, I think it was like 25 or 26 states that just turned, like as soon as the overturn happened, they turned back around and just banned abortion, ultimately. I, uh, I'll i have to do a quick Google search, but I say all that to say, like at the end of the day, it's uh it's very troubling, bro. It's extremely troubling. Considering Texas being one of those states, it's like, damn, bro. Like, we're supposed to be all about, you know, America. Considering that Texas can, like, secede from the United States whenever it wants. Yeah. Power grid might be fucked up, but, <laughs> you know, we, we can do that because Texas is a big state. It is a big state. It is a big state. But and- that goes with saying, like, Women should should do with whatever they want with their body, honestly. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they should. They should. I had I've had this like conversation uh, with my friend Blake previously. Uh, women should be allowed to do what they want with their bodies. You know what I mean? Um, it and I think it's it's a hard hard area because I guess it it determined not a lot uh, the issue of life. You know what I mean? It's the issue of life around abortion that has people in such a, uh, like, fucking fuss. And it's like, you have some people that think life is, you know, right away. You know, as soon as those first few cells are created. And then you have some people who don't value life until, like, I guess the first trimester or after the first trimester when they're actually able to see, like, a body. And then at that point, that's when they feel that abortion is wrong. But to me, man, you know, there is this one senator, this one politician, I can't remember her name, but I kind of like the way she stands on it. She says she doesn't believe in abortion, but she believes in every woman should have that decision. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, and that's, that's how the attitude should be of like everybody in America. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't support it, that's cool. You know, stick to you. Let God worry about that person when they cross that line. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, like, you doing that is a slap in the face of God or whatever the case may be. People do what they got to do. And it's none of our business as long as it's not infringing on the rights of others. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue is nobody can determine when life really begins. You know what I mean? I mean, we can technically say what life is, but we don't know how to... It's not even life. I say the soul. You know what I mean? The consciousness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't fully conscious until I was like fucking like four or five years old. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know I was alive until I was like four or five. You see what I'm saying? Like, I have no recollection of me being one-year-old, two-year-old. I, can only remember a few memories when I was like four, five. I remember tasting like chocolate milk. That was like delicious. But who is to say that, you know, a baby in a womb might not 
be conscious. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's hard to do studies on shit like that. It's yeah. damn near impossible. Yeah. So I mean, as of right now, and actually not as not as of right now, but it does the overturn needs to be overturned and it does need to go back to the decision of women mm-hmm. i do think where some i've heard the the pov or the perspective of some people say you know uh, if sally sue is just fucking being irresponsible you know why should she be allowed to abuse it and she shouldn't be and i think overall i think more than anything I think what people need to be more made aware of sex and the repercussions that come from it. Like we need a reinforcement of um, like not sexual prevention, but just protection. You know, protection and information. Yeah, and it shouldn't all be on the woman. But at the same time, women, it is y'all's due diligence to make sure that y'all are getting the cookie. Yeah, just make sure that the person that's reaching into the the cookie jar has gloves on. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the baby's hella expensive. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, is um, that's just it. Like, just make sure the man is doing his due diligence. And it, it should birth control shouldn't be only on the woman. It shouldn't be. Like, because we put it on women because we as men don't want to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, I'll own that shit for the society of male. But, uh, you know, there's too much of a stigma of it should, it's the woman's responsibility. Like, okay, as long as the woman has birth control and as long as she's taking her shit, I don't even got to wear a condom. Fuck it. Nah, motherfucker, you still get an STD. <laughs> so, like, you people, we need a, like, reinforcement of, like, sexual education, sexual prevention. And then people just need a reality check. Like, we don't need to sit here and enable people's mindset and mentality of, oh, if you have a kid, the government will take care of you. Like, no, it shouldn't be that way. And when people should, like, when there's more accountability and ownership for bullshit, I'm not going to say bullshit, but just for people's shit, then you'll start to see it become a lot more cleaner because people start cleaning up their own shit. Yeah. yeah. What kind of condom you use? Ah, uh, it depends. It depends. Do you, you use know, condoms? Do you want one more time? Do you use condoms? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What Absolutely. Kind, what kind do you use? Uh, I use Trojan. That's a good brand. Nah, uh, to be a to be a Dow out with you, I have um. There's these ones, these particular ones that I like. It's like Trojan, bear skin, hmm. but then also uh. I like uh, so. Not to sound bougie, but there's this one chick, and I don't know why, but she had to use sheepskin. <laughs> yeah, that was like the first condoms I've, I've got. Yeah, so yeah. like, that's crazy. It was cool. It was it was a different type of condom. I ain't never seen a condom with a string and all that shit. That shit was weird, but fuck it. You know what I mean? What was your first condom? Uh, my very first condom, I believe, was a. Uh, uh, it was, I can't, it was between two. It was either Trojan Fire and Ice, or it was the Trojan uh, Spermicide, the little blue packet ones, you know what I mean? Like the ones that killed the sperm, because, yeah. Did you use it, or like, on the, on the chick, or? Did I use it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. My first condom was like the goat one. The goat? The goat skin. Really? But that's because my cousin had stole it from Walmart. 
Uh, and he gave me one. I'm like, shit. You know, I, I tried it on. You know, I was probably like 12, 13. And it fit. But as I grew up older, like, the regular size condoms, they, they hurt, bro. Like, I can't wear those regular size. You know me. Big guy like me, I got to wear uh, the Trojan Magnums. And, you know, they feel good. But, you know, you really want to go raw sometimes. And, you know, if you're like me, raw feels better. Let's, let's, let's just get that out the way. For me, I, I like to go raw, but I don't really have sex that much. only thing I'm going raw with is my papers, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm only smoking raw. But yeah, like that's it. My choice of condom is uh, the Trojans, Magnus. Yeah, bro. Those uh, those get the job done. Bro, I remember the uh, the Nick. You know, I've I've heard two things. I heard you know, of course, Magnum condoms are bigger condoms. But then I've also heard that it it's not really true. What you mean? Like so? Okay, so let me do a quick Google search. Let me do a quick Google search. Are Magnum condoms overrated? <laughs> uh, how big do you have to be? To you know what? I'm not going to Google this. All right, know how we got click, this. click that one real quick. How big do you have to be to fit a Magnum? Google's fucked up. Click on it. <laughs> okay, so according to Man's Fitness, I don't even know how the fuck we came across this, but... Sex education with Tyler and Hop. Yes, sir. Men's Fitness revealed that you need to have a length of 8.07 inches, a width of 2.13 inches, and a head width of 2.36 inches to get the proper fit into a Trojan Magnum condom. Now, here's my question, ladies and gentlemen. You can have the biggest dick in the world, but ultimately it depends on the hole that it's going in. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I can't sit here and take like a fucking pencil and expect to like shove it into a eighth of a inch hole or eighth of an inch diameter hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to work. No. It's not going to work. It's not. You know? I mean, it's going to work up to an extent up until once I go in and I'm just, hey! <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, bro, like at the end of the day, like our Magnum condoms really, it, it, does size matter? Does size, and nah, this is where it, a woman's perspective would be point. I mean, from what I've heard, it's not how big the boat is. It's how you use the motherfucking boat. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and hit a get quick Google search, and then we'll get back to some fun shit. Or not fun shit, but you know, you know. All right, does size matter? Google says... The small survey found that women surveyed did not think size matters in terms of their overall sexual satisfaction. The largest study performed investigating does size matter to women found that 84% of women were satisfied with the size of their partner and an additional 2% desired smaller partner penis size. Therefore, small penis is winning. <laughs> we in, y'all. We in. We coming back. Dad bods is back. Bad guys. We you win know, this summer. Yeah, the bad boy image is over, y'all. Nobody <laughs> wants a hot hot boy. Everybody wants somebody cool. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. But no, um, yeah, man. So uh you you you've been watching movies, right? Huh? 
<laughs> that was a bad transition. But no, nah, uh, you, you, like, we were talking earlier while we were walking the dogs, man. And uh, you saw the Buzz Lightyear movie, right? Yeah, I did. It was pretty cool. I'll give it a... Give me a, give me a hobby review real quick. It's a light 8 out of 10. Really? I don't want to... I'm surprised by how high you're giving it. Have, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, is, that's high for you? Yeah, a little bit. Was, I give it almost a 7. Probably a 7. Like ba- it's a, barely. It's like a light 8. I, I want to say like a 7.99. 7.9. It's uh, It was a little disappointing, but I liked it. Solely for the fact of the graphics and how they animated and the the animation was on point. The they, costumes, but they retconned some shit. Yeah, they retconned some shit. If we're talking from a story perspective, no spoilers. Or if you haven't seen it, you the movie's see. been out for a minute, and okay, you know I think people the demographics of this podcast kind of varies, so we're gonna have some people that I'm sure have already seen it. Fuck it, spoiler. If they haven't seen it, fuck it. I'm they're finna understand the movie from what we got to say about it, man. Yeah, yeah. So. One thing that kind of bothered me is that uh, Zerg wasn't his dad. You know, Zerg was actually. I thought Zerg was his brother. Nah, because remember in Toy Story 2, he was playing catch. And he was like, nah, you guys go ahead. I'm going to play catch with my dad. Uh, that? So okay. Was, so Zerg is supposed to be Buzz Lightyear's dad. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I just hit a quick Google search and uh, on fandom.com. Zerg claims to be Buzz's father, a word-to-word parody of when Darth Vader reveals when Luke Skywalker, or when he is Luke Skywalker's father in Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. But, yeah, man. This was in, uh, which one? This was in Toy Story 2, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, like, they got that wrong. Yeah, man, like I was saying, it's just, it's a light, a light eight. Light eight out of ten. Uh... They sprinkled a little bit of gay in there too. <laughs> the I guess Buzz Lightyear's homegirl. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy because of that, man. Yeah, and I guess the, it was like point two seconds. Two. Yeah. It, it it was was it necessary? All right, so like, so here's the controversy. All right, so there's a scene, right? Buzz Lightyear has his mate, and like when I say mate, I mean like co-captain. Yeah, and they both they're both on uh, Starship or Starfleet Command or whatever the hell it's called, but um, basically, Buzz Lightyear, like, he gets on a spaceship, goes really fast. I'm paraphrasing the shit out of it, but he goes really fast, enters the hyperloop, and he tries to, like, basically complete the hyperloop, and he always gets to a certain point when he, his fuel. Like, his fuel source, I guess, burns out or some shit like that. Stay stabilized. Yeah. Yeah. And he's unable to complete the mission. So he'll always come back home. And every time he comes back home, like, you know, of course, I guess time is different in space. So when he comes back home, he hasn't aged because he's been in space, but all his friends and loved ones have. So anyway, going back to this, like the subject of the co-captain and the controversy behind Buzz Lightyear, there is a scene particularly in the movie where Buzz Lightyear comes back from one of his expeditions and sees that his co-captain is uh, married. And she's married, or not necessarily, she, yeah, she's married. She has a family now, and she has a, um, you know, she has a, a female partner, like, as a wife. And here's the issue. There, there, personally, I don't have an issue with homosexuality. I really don't. 
I feel it is, um, I feel like corporations and companies use struggles in a disingenuous way for their own profit and gain. So like whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's like uh, Pride Month, whatever the case may be, corporations use it not to be for that community genuinely, but to disingenuously get props for repping that community. Mm-hmm. So, man, um, shout, I say oh. shout out to the gays first of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the homies. Yeah, oh. I mean, I got some gay homies. Ah. I thought you were saying that because they're like, never mind, never mind. Like homosexual. I thought <laughs> the homies. The homo. I'm sorry. The homies. I like that though. <laughs> Shout out to my homies. The homo homies. Nah, nah, homo, just homies, homies. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, but not. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of controversy behind that because, and it's weird because the controversy came because it was taken out, but it was taken out of the movie for the country of Saudi Arabia. Mm. The issue of it is is it didn't pertain to the story whatsoever. So it was more like fan service, you know what I mean? And disingenuous fan service at that. You know, it's not like, you know, real fan service would have been like a, a woody Easter egg or some stupid shit like that. You know what I mean? But, oh. Or what's the little green aliens? Oh, uh, yeah, the little uh, Martian things. Yeah, uh, that, that would have been nice, too. That would have been great. That um, would have been super great because they worked for Zerg, didn't they? they or were, no, 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 no. They worked in the claw machine. They, they worked for Star, Star Command. Yeah, yeah, they sure the fuck did. They sure that would have been nice, did. too, you know? And see, there we go. Like, you have somebody that's not even probably from the community trying to cater to a community. Yeah. You have somebody that is not from the culture of being like an African-American person trying to dictate what they think we would like. And it's like, bro, if you're so worried, get somebody. But don't sit here and think just because you get a black person and put them in a position of power that they speak for the entire demographic of black people. That's not the case. You know, people are people and we're all different. Yeah. You know, but going back to the situation and the subject of the movie, man, like that's my whole issue with it is it didn't pertain any to the story. Yeah. And I'm not asking for a lot of like ambiance and shit when I like watch a fucking children's movie. But shit, man, like <laughs> that's just it. You know, like yeah. people are sitting here feeling that it's forced. Like there's some type of agenda going not only because it's Pride Month, but like you're pushing that and then you're pushing you're you're pushing that conversation for me to have as a parent with my child that I, it's not necessarily that I'm not ready to have but let kids be kids you know what I'm saying yeah. so like when you present a scene like that in the movie and uh, then you know my kid turns back around and asks me like daddy like you know are they married or stuff like that and I have to explain it to the best of my ability but then at the same time you're making me explain it like and it's like some shit I prefer not to explain to my kid. Like I'm not finna explain to my fucking six year old sex and sex education. Not you know right what now, I'm saying? Not right now, so there's a certain that's I, I would like to think that's where a lot of parents have an issue with it. It's not that they're homophobic. It's just that they feel that their child's innocence is coming at the price of another community's acceptance. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't seem that way at all. I think the issue here is they're just sprinkling it 
Just yeah. sprinkle like, oh, let me put a little gay here, just so you know. Shout, so shout out the gays. Just to get them, you know, repping if, the movie. If, if you really want to rep the gays, have a gay character, straight out, like just and, and make them relevant to the story. Okay, and to that, to that, I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. There, there are, there's a lot of programs where they have a gay character in the show, and it's not a stereotypical gay person. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and that's that's to be respected because gay people aren't a. A different type of species bro they're human you yeah, know what I'm exactly. saying so like they shouldn't be characterized a certain type of way every fucking time that's like it goes back stereotyping. To stereotypes, yeah. exactly so you know I like programs where they are gay but gay isn't their identity you know what I'm saying Facts. like they're still a character and that's just part of that that's just good writing you know what I mean mm-hmm. at the end of the day if you got to sit here and play on the person's sexuality, man, you, you suck as a writer. I'll call that out. Yeah. That Buzz oh. Lightyear. It's that 6 out of 10. Nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the Minions movie recently. How was that? Oh, man. I wore a tuxedo just for the meme culture. And uh, I give it a strong 8. Strong 8 out of 10. I'll probably watch it one more time. Probably won't watch it again after that. Really? Yeah. Was it funny? Oh, hell yeah. You know, I've always liked DreamWorks as a studio for animation movies, bro. Like Shrek and yeah. Over the Head. Yeah, Shark Tale. Shark, uh, Shark Tale's a classic. Level 9, bro. I like DreamWorks because they don't, like, they have little fun and dope jokes sometimes. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> like, and it, they, 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 they do it pretty well. They do it pretty well. Going back to the gay conversation. Mm-hmm. I got fucked up. At Oakland for Pride Month. So I had gotten invited to go eat uh, chicken and waffles at this one spot. I forgot the name of it. But uh, shout out to Damien. Damien? I got a homeboy who's, who's uh, gay. His name is Damien. And uh, he works down there at a bar. And uh, we ate chicken and waffles. You know, it was good. It was good as fuck. And uh, it was like 2 p.m., bro. Like 2 or 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Tell me why that 2, 3 p.m. turned to 1.30 a.m. <laughs> I'm Damn. talking about. I'm talking about I was drinking the whole fucking day, bro. For real? Champagne. These motherfuckers know how to drink. I'm telling you. I started out with the mimosas at the, at the breakfast spot. Ooh, the mimosas. After that, I went to this, like, Red River type of spot. Yeah. Back-to-back shots there. Keep in mind, my homeboy Danny works at the bar. Uh, one of those bars I forgot the name we went to go see him work and he was just hooking it up and man I had a good time I had a great time yeah so shout out to the gays you know what I mean another note I had a good time I was that's probably like the best times I had cause everybody's so friendly everybody's so chill they play good music you know what I mean shit that's something me and Guzman, or well, that's something me and Ray were talking about on like the last episode, which, like, we were basically saying people let one little thing stop them from knowing their best friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Potential, potential best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could go both ways. It'd be your potential worst enemy. It'd be your potential worst ally. Or, I'm sorry, your best ally. So, um, yeah, man, people sit here and let oh he's he's you know he's a white person or. He's an old man, or 
you know, she's he's gay or she's gay or so on and so forth. People let all these little, little small ass fucking discrepancies stop them from realizing that they could potentially be having, they they could have the best friend of their life, man. Yeah. You know, and you got to look past that because people, something like race, you are not in control of that. You know what I mean? But you can control how you react to that. True. Something like sexuality. You are not in control of another person. And to be quite frank, you are not the one fucking nor getting fucked. So it's none of your, you know what I mean? None of your goddamn business. Yeah, it shouldn't phase you. Yeah. And then, you know, to the people that are religious, I mean, to each its own, man. You know, just don't sit here and try to be a pusher. Let people be them. And let people be people because you have to have some people fall. You have to have some people walk and you have to have some people run. Either way, we all learn and move at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that goes to, like, you have interesting conversations with when you don't know what that stuff is about. You know what I mean? Yeah. You learn more. You're getting at your comfort zone, expanding your demographic and your your uh, your palate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Imagine talking to a Mormon. You talk to a Mormon? No, I mean, I saw when I when I was in Houston this weekend. I saw They're always in groups of twos. You know what I mean? They're always like in groups of twos and just having a conversation with a Mormon. That'd be kind of cool. Or a Satanist. My my boss is a Mormon. For real? Yeah. I mean, I heard they get like, I know I know a guy, I knew a guy in high school who was a Mormon and he got this bad bitch, bro. He got this like Brazilian chick. He's living out there in Brazil or some shit. Word? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Never know. Never yeah. know. Oh, all right. All right, y'all. So we got this new segment I'd like to introduce with the last 15 minutes. We're going on uh, 30 minutes right now, but we're going to call it, uh, what are we going to call it, Javi? What are we going to call it? Because I like this idea. I like it a lot. We got it from Danny Brown. Shout out to Danny. Yes, sir. We're going to call it the Spin the Motherfucking Wheel. Spin the Motherfucking Wheel. Yes, sir. All right. Spin the Motherfucking Wheel. This is a topic wheel. That once we press spin, it gives us a subject to conversate, and it is our job, our goal, to try our best to conversate about it and find as much information about it as we can, and I guess educate the 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 masses along with ourselves. Yeah, and uh, going back to Danny, uh, I don't know if you want to implement this, but like, if anybody has uh, oh, questions or yes, yeah, all right. So uh, I'm gonna get Javier pitched me a great ass idea, y'all. And this shit here, next level. I'm not finna, like, you know, oversell it, but it's it's fucking next level, y'all. We're trying to get y'all more involved in the podcast and get more personal than ever. Like, we're trying to be in your face personal, like, on a whole nother level. <laughs> so, like, yeah, we're going to make a Google Voice, a Google Voice number, and we're going to start pitching that number. And if you guys want to call it, if y'all want to send it a message, I'm sorry, send it a message and drop some input some suggestions some advice or if y'all need some advice or if you guys would like to hear us conversate about something and learn about it like hey feel free to we're gonna get that number out but feel free to reach that number right now it's gonna be a work in progress i'm gonna set it down i'm gonna set it in stone and we're gonna get it out there but all right as of right now let's uh spin the motherfucking wheel let's go all right Zoom, spin it. Ooh. <laughs> All right, this one's good, y'all. This one's good. 
Alright, I'm gonna do a quick snap real quick. Yo, this is the Lonely Stoner Podcast, and we are uh doing our spin the motherfucking wheel segment. Got my boy Javi. Yes, sir. Alright, so um the it landed on what real life situation what's a real life situation where you stood up for someone or something? Damn. Damn. That's a good ass fucking. I, I like this. This is gonna be great. Yeah. All right, so we got 15 minutes, Javi. Go. We ain't got to do new no research, bro. Me? Yeah. Okay. So one thing I stood up for is Kanye West, and you know me always. <laughs> okay. Always. All right. All right. All right. Go. Go so on. So when people were giving me shit about like, oh, you voted for Kanye? Well, yeah, man. Cause you know, it was 2020. You know, we needed a new system. You know, both presidents were ass. You know, it's just why not? You know, and uh, I, I always, I will always stand up for Kanye West, no matter what. How yeah. about you? You know, uh, one situation I like to think I stood up for is, uh, you know, I've had I, at one position I've always had at work is, you know, I always end up getting like some type of like leadership role or some stupid shit like that, yeah. and I. I I would like to think of myself as somebody that stands up for the people. Yeah, stand up, you know, yeah. you know, as much as I can. Yeah. As a peon, amongst you know other peons, but still, nonetheless, nonetheless, I would like to think that like just speaking your mind on a daily basis is. is I mean, that's standing up for yourself, or, along with whatever else you're standing up for or speaking on. You know what I mean? Stand up for what you believe in. Stand up for like how you think and how you feel, but also. Also, with that, be open to instant like perspective from another angle. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, stand up for what you believe in, but also be capable of be, being able to take some shit in, too. You know what I mean? Because you can't just dish it out and not take it back. You know? Otherwise, you're a, you're a hypocrite. And you don't want to be a hypocrite, otherwise you're a joke. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, but if we're talking on a more real shit, like on some real, real shit, man... Uh, I stood up for myself in this one instance where, okay, I was working for Iron Guard Security. I'm going to go ahead and shout you out, Iron Guard. Iron Guard Security out of Castle Hills in Louisville, Texas. Um, I was working for him, dude, and, like, I had, like, two paychecks bounce. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the second paycheck, man, like, I had some bills due. And I was just, like, 19, 20 at the time. But, nah, dude, that shit wasn't what was happening, man. Like, that shit kind of put me in a fucking bind. And when I stood up for myself... Like, I got fired. Which is another thing. Like, people, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of bullshit. And, you know, you're, you're going to have a lot of instances where you stand up for yourself at a job more than anything. And you might get the boot. Yeah. But here's the thing, people. I'm not saying you're always going to be right. But you know what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. For the most part. I like to think a lot of us do. Because I, I would hope we live in a society where a majority of us have common sense. But, and accountability and ownership, but right now the, the tides are... Anyway, like, I stood up to my boss and, like, I, I remember, like, I told him, like, yo, I'm not finna do this, this is bullshit, like, you need... I told him straight up, you need to get your shit together, man. Like, just like that. And, yeah, in, in his, in the... I don't know what the fuck was going on in his life to even have the checks bouncing, but I just feel like when you step into a leadership role, be ready for the fucking, you know your crew to have some shit, especially if shit's going awry. And then if you want to silence your crew or make a nigga walk off the plank whenever he has an opinion or wants to say, say something or whenever you want to fuck him over, you, 
you know, you're kind of a bitch for that, bro. Yeah, you're not a leader at that point. You're not a leader at all. You're not a Kobe. You're, you're not a fucking Jordan. <laughs> you're a, um, I don't know, who's who's a joke? Who's a joke? Who's a joke? Draymond Green. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, Steph is the leader on their team. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You're a Russell fucking Westbrook. There we go. Damn. Yes, sir. You're a fucking Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and Russell Westbrook, if you listen to this podcast or if you ever come across a chance to listen to it, just know that I didn't say it, but it was the culture that said it. It was the culture. You did this to yourself, Russell, wearing those pity, pitiful ass outfits. It's been a rough season. It has, especially <laughs> for that man. Trade him. But uh, anyway, yeah, man, so I, I think that is one situation where I stood up, but I also learned a lot. Like, I gained a lot of experience in that situation. I learned people are assholes, bro. That's good. I learned people are assholes. Yeah. And so always, like, hope for the best, but expect the worst. And I don't mean that in a, like, a pessimistic way. Just... Hope for the best, expect the worst, have a plan B, and then have a plan C to your plan B, because, like, life is unpredictable. Yeah. You know? The good thing is that you stood up to your boss and, like, hey, man. You didn't get me nowhere. But at least you did. Yes. Yeah. Ended up, like, what ended up happening was I ended up getting paid, the second paycheck that balanced, but I ended up getting it two weeks later, so I was even more late. But, you know, God bless them. I mean that in the most sincere Donald Trumpish way, and uh, you know it is what it is, man. Yo, what else do we got, bruh? I know we had. Uh, well, we talked about corporations disingenu. I'm sorry, disingenu disingenuity within certain uh, communities. You want to talk about the monkeypox situation? Monkeypox. What is going on with monkeypox? So, you know, I feel like. But coronavirus, you know, you kind of heard it here and there. And when it came down to it to have an effect on something, that's when the voting started happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, y'all, y'all watch out for these new these new diseases and monkeypox. You know, stock up on some water. Stock up on some tuna. Because uh, they're going to use it to their advantage. Yeah. And when I say they're... Uh, you mean the politicians, the government? Yeah, fill them. in the blanks, man. Yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, pay y'all. Basically, we're like it's exactly like where we started from in the beginning of the episode. Pay attention to who y'all elect in these offices, man. And just because they may be for one issue or one particular thing that you believe in, doesn't mean that they are for you as a whole. So just because you may have one politician that may be anti-abortion doesn't necessarily mean that he's uh i don't know anti-ukraine so you're gonna have to suffice one for the other so really like do your due diligence please do your research and pay attention to who who, who gets y'all's votes man because y'all's votes at the end of the day count yeah. i know a lot of people sit here and like to believe man our votes don't count blah 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 it's all based on like the uh you know the house's vote whatever blah 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 whoop. Y'all's votes count, y'all. If it didn't count, then there would be all this fucking conversation about a revote, our elections being rigged, and all this shit. So go out there, do your due diligence, take part so you can't sit here and bitch about the country the next year. Because there's a lot of people that did that, and there's a lot of people that didn't vote when it came to voting for Trump. There's a lot of there was more people that didn't vote at all for Hillary Clinton or Trump, and then there was more people that voted for Biden. 
the following. Like, bro, y'all, y'all, pay attention, man. Do your research and pay attention. Like, don't sit here and fuck up the balance. Don't sit here and go from Republican president to Democratic president to Republican president to Democratic president. Pay attention, y'all. Like, pick the leader that is best fit, not as a Republican, not as a fucking Democrat, but as a human being who mm-hmm. is the best overall. And not just necessarily for the world. And I, I, I hate to say this, and I hate to sound selfish when I say this, but it is what it is. Who is the best for America? Who is the truly best for a, a average American? Not the rich Americans and not the ones that take advantage of others, but the average Joe, your working class, middle class man. Who is the best for that person? Who is the best for the moms that are staying home with the kids, all the dads out working? Who is the best for the, 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 the parents that are grinding, going to school, still handling their business, but still holding their kids' education down? You know, who, are, who, who is the best for the real society of America? And don't sit here and let these issues, like I said, don't let one differentiating topic, issue, race, religion, sexuality, whatever it may be, differentiate you or stop you from getting to know somebody or getting you to know another perspective. You know, we do better together and they work harder to like separate us. So like, keep that in mind. You got anything to add before we wrap it up, huh? Uh, you gotta do one more wheel? Fuck it, man. Spin the motherfucking wheel. And here we go. Oh, damn. The wheel is getting deep, y'all. Oh, shit. All right. So we spin the wheel for a second time, and the wheel has landed on what's a big favor you have done for a friend. How about a big favor that a friend has done for you? All right. So we got an A and B question. The question, again, I repeat is... What's a big favor you have done for a friend? And the second part of the question is, how about a big favor that a friend has done for you? Javi, you want to go first? What's a big favor you have done for a friend? A big favor or the biggest favor? Because we, you know, man, say. Well, there's, I've done a lot of favors uh, from A to B. You know, I've helped people move out their apartments. I've helped strangers move out their apartments. Um... I've led people money, which in fact, in my my opinion, a money favor is not a favor. It's a it's loan. A loan. Yep. You know what I mean? Get on it, Javi. So, I guess the biggest favor, let me see, shit, that I've done. You see, I don't even count those favors, though. I just do it because I love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's good. I guess just helping people move out their house. It's heavy work. Something that a favor that a friend's done for me? What's the biggest favor a friend's done for you? Hmm. If you don't mind sharing it. I guess it's not for me. Well, it is for me, but it was really for my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got I got a homeboy who's been drawing forever. Shout-outs to Justin Donaldson. He owns a tattoo shop right there by Redbird. He's, he's a really good artist. But uh, my little sister was having a birthday party, and my mom needed someone to paint like the tangled character on a on on a little bags for candy. And Justin, he came over to my house and like worked on those little candy bags for like I want to say like three hours, four hours, just drawing that tangled character and like drawing like painting. I'm putting effort into it. Bro, I'm serious. Like he did like at least twenty bags. 
that's that's one of like the biggest favors that anyone has done for me. Yeah. Man, I think the the biggest favor I've ever done for a friend, like that's out on the table, that's like undisclosed. Yeah. Um, I would say. I mean, you know, you letting a friend live with me, I, I would say it's probably like one of the biggest ones I've done. And uh, how much? How much what? How much money? How much money? Like, did I get out of did, that endeavor? Did you loan? Oh, I mean, like, you loan a lot when you let a friend live with you. You know what I'm saying? You loan your your. your I mean, first and foremost, you loan your space, but you loan your time, your energy. Yeah. And um, I mean that's just it, man. That's like that was like one of the things that that was something different that I've never done before. And um, man, the biggest favor I've had a friend do for me, or a big favor I've had a friend do for me, uh, I've had a friend to be straight up with me on a like on a girlfriend, like let me know on some DL type shit like hey bro like not like she ain't good for you but hey bro I saw her with XYZ type shit like mm-hmm. I've had a friend drop a dime yeah. on a girlfriend or on an ex before and uh, you know I mean yeah, I know I know there's some people that say oh he should have stayed out of it or some shit like that but at the same time like nah you wouldn't want nobody to do you, nobody wants to look stupid you know what I'm saying and so, the more time you save me the more money you save me the more, the more energy you save me. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's appreciated. You know what I mean? Facts. So that's probably one of the biggest favors I've had a friend do for me and one of the realest ones. Um, I guess one favor for me would be, like, you having me on the show. Man, I appreciate that, Javi. Appreciate Let's you, go, man. <laughs> hey, man. Appreciate everybody who listens. Yes, sir. And uh, the biggest favor that y'all can do for me is just, I mean, I appreciate y'all being patient. Staying with us, we we officially a year, almost. Oh yeah, it's a year. Yeah, yeah, we're officially a fucking year in. So uh, I appreciate y'all, man, listening. And I've the biggest thing that I've heard. You know, the coolest thing is is I've heard people that I wouldn't even. I've had people that I don't talk to at work tell me about the podcast. Matt. Yeah. Matt told me about the podcast like last week, bro. Shout out to Matt. Yes, sir. Matt, I love your cookies, bro. Oh hell yeah! Yes, sir. Um, aside from that, I've had. Uh, That's a good feeling when someone comes at you. Hey, uh, and you know, what I mean, you didn't even tell them about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, words getting around, and then like I've had my friend Eli. Um, like he wants to be on, uh, and just talking, like asking people to be on. Like I have one homegirl. Like I'm excited. I, I'm kind of looking forward to her being on. Like she has OnlyFans, and like. We're gonna talk about her being a mom, but also being like, you know, sex worker. I wouldn't say sex worker. I mean, it's just well, only fans. Model. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that should be interesting. You know, it sounds a little exciting. You know, yeah. you know, but still, we ain't gonna be Howard Stern and just be like you know, <laughs> fucked up and shit. We're gonna sit here and like keep it like cordial, respectful, and you know, keep it a little spicy, just a little spicy. You come a long way, Tyler. Hey man, hey man, confidence, you know. And a lot of time and time, a lot of time and time. Thank you, Kobe. <laughs> Appreciate that, Kobe. Rolling. And then, uh, dude, I met somebody at the barbershop that wants to be on that 
kind of like he worked on the Say Cheese team, bro. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of really looking forward to that. So we got big things, big things coming down the pipe. Big things coming out the pipe other than smoke. But yeah, man. Stay tuned. Yes, sir. I hope uh, I can have you have you on board for some of those uh, episodes, bro. For sure, man. You know I've been gone for a little bit, but you know we back. Yes, sir. Coming Men- back strong. Mental illness is a real thing. You know, sometimes you got to take some time off, you know, yeah. sit back, you know, and I feel guilty for relaxing. You need those days because we work hard. We do. You know, but shit, you got to, you got to give your day a body. I'm sorry. I gotta, you got to give your body and mind a day or a week or however much time it takes to decompress because you can't just keep working that muscle, bro. You work that muscle, you burn that bitch out. True. You know? Well, yeah, man. It's always a pleasure to be here, man. Hey. But this is the Lonely Stoner Podcast. It's been another great episode. I love you guys. Thank y'all for listening to us. We are out. Oh. Damn. Mm-hmm. I didn't even. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I mean, next time on the Lonely Stoner Podcast. TJ has a new guest. Is it a rapper, an athlete, or something not even of this world? Find out next time. <laughs> On the next episode of the Lordly Stoner Podcast. You know, we the shit here at the Lonely Stoner. And I want you to know my success is our success.